0: Welcome to the Prince College Podcast. We are so thankful that you've tuned in. Our hope with this podcast is that it teaches you more about who Jesus is, what he's done, and what that means for you. With that in mind, let's dive right in. Hope you enjoy. What's up, Prince College? Thanks for joining us on the Prince College Podcast. This is Adam Tarver here, and I'm here in the old church radio station, which we're now dubbing the podcast studio with my friends Taylor Kincaid and Chan Chan Watson. How are you guys doing today?
1: We're good. We're feeling official.
0: I love how you always
2: like to, or now that you're prefacing my nickname with Chan Chan, so you can't say the other one. I don't
0: even remember what the other one was. I've blocked it out of my memory permanently. (laughs) It's never coming back. So yes, we are in the old radio station. For those of you who aren't familiar, Prince used to have their own radio station, which is kind of cool. And there's a building here for recording And doing radio things, and so we've decided to take it over for the podcast studio, so hopefully the audio on this podcast will be better because we're in a more official room. So, excited about that. But why are we here, Taylor? What are we talking about?
1: This week, we are going to be diving into and breaking down Loveology Part 2, Week 2, which was on dating. Who should we be dating?
0: That's right. Should I give like a brief recap? Sure. Is that how we should start this? So... We've been in this series, well, we've been in Loveology for this entire semester, but like Taylor said, we moved into part two a couple of weeks ago and talking about... Dating and relationships. And so this has been fun. We talked about singleness first. Last time that we gathered together as a college ministry, we talked about who we are meant to pursue. Uh, We talked about the importance of pursuing someone of character, someone with whom you are compatible, and someone with whom you connect. So the three C's of who you should pursue in a dating relationship. So ton of fun. Uh, But like we did last time, we kind of wanted to follow up that talk with just a little bit more of an in-depth conversation on who we are meant to pursue. So I'm sitting here with Chandler and Taylor, and they have questions on their phones, just like last time. This time, Taylor has more questions than Chandler. So Let's
1: go. Chandler, step back.
0: Okay, more prepared. So excited <laughs> about that. Again, I have not seen or heard these questions, so I'm going to be completely surprised, and we're just going to talk about these things and... Hope that it goes well. So, I'm really
2: interested to see where this goes. Considering, like we, like you mentioned in your sermon, is that like, like dating is an implied, like, like, like we have to look at certain uh, characteristics of events in the Bible and and see how date dating and courtships should be, you know, ran in our time. Because, like you said during your sermon, it did not exist in in um, early uh, church history. So,
1: here's an idea: let's normalize Christian arranged marriages.
0: bring back arranged marriage
1: normalize christian arranged can you just marriages. start setting up can you
2: just start setting people up like just like
1: no i don't want adam tarver <laughs> i want heather kincaid <laughs> yeah. i also she, want heather kincaid she would know
0: that's incredible that's incredible yeah well i mean prior to like the past like i don't know 150 years that might have been more normal so renormalize.
1: Renormalize.
0: re-normalize never mind we're getting off topic okay. here let's modernize get Okay.
1: <laughs> anyway, first question that I've got for you, Adam. So we talked about like what we should be looking for, character, compatibility, connection. But does God tell us specifically who to date?
0: You mean, is this like a, is this a version of the question of like, is there like one person for you?
2: That
1: was my next question. Don't spoil it. It's kind of
0: so similar. what's your first yeah. question?
1: But okay, I guess they kind of go, so does God tell us specifically who to date? Or should we be looking for, quote unquote, the one?
0: I'm really glad that you asked this because I didn't have time to talk about this. Okay. I'm going to try to be sensitive to this topic. I do not believe that there, I don't believe in the concept of the one as in like the way that culture talks about the one as in like there's this one person out there for you. And if you don't find that person, then you're doomed. Like that, I don't believe that that is true. If you're asking me, do I believe that God knows who you will end up with eventually? Of course I do, because I believe in the sovereignty and the all-knowing nature of God. Um, I don't—I think that we hype ourselves up on that too much, and that question of— is there one person for me turns out to be a really stressful thing rather than like a life-giving thing because you're always overthinking things. And so I think that the more that you're in relationship with a person, the more clear it will become as to whether or not it's the person that you're meant to like spend the rest of your life with. So um, we're going to get a little bit into this the next time that we gather, talking about how to date. Because, uh, again, I think that this kind of goes into that topic a little bit because – you know, I think that sometimes as Christians, we over-spiritualize dating a little bit. And we, like, think that by date one, we need to have it figured out if this is going to be the person that we're going to spend the rest of our life with, if this is the one that we're going to marry. And that's just not true. Like, I mean, like we said last time, dating is a process of evaluation. And the more time that you spend with a person, the more you're going to be able to find out, like, do we connect? Are we compatible? Is this a person of character? Is this someone I want to link my life to? So I think that the longer that you're with a person in relationship – God will make it clear whether or not you're meant to be with that person. I do not think that like God shines like some light or gives some kind of vision as to whether or not there is a person I mean, he could do that. Wasn't my experience though. Like that wasn't my experience with Jillian. So
1: Okay, this is kind of this wasn't like an official question I had, but I just thought of it while you were speaking. I I've listened to the Breakaway Ministries podcast on this by I don't know his name. Ben. No, no, no. no. It wasn't him who spoke. Timothy Attique. Yes. Um anyway. And uh, something he had talked about was like the whole concept of the one. And he says that there isn't a one that as long as you're looking for people like, you know, of character that like as long as they're pretty much as long as they're following the Lord, then like your marriage will be successful. Do you agree? Do you lean more towards thinking that way and thinking that you could pretty much pick any Jesus following Christian off the street? Or do you think it's more so there's a more specific person?
0: That's a great question. And people people fall all over the map here. And, I mean, the reality is I, off the top of my head, cannot think of a scripture that speaks directly to this. Um, I guess you could kind of make the argument that, like, whenever Abraham's servant goes to find a wife for Isaac, like it's a very specific person that, like, surfaces out of that. But it's not like God gave the servant a vision of Rebecca. You know, he just... Abraham sent his servant to find a woman of character and Rebecca was the one that he found, you know. And so I think that there's more freedom in this than a lot of people like to believe. And so I would say I lean more on like what T.A. was saying of if you find a person who's following Jesus, a person of character, a person with whom you are compatible and whom you connect, then I think that you have freedom to marry that person. And if we spend our lives wondering, you know, is this the right person? Is this the one? Well then we might give up something really good in hopes of something better that may or may not come. Does that make sense? And so like, I'm not trying to be unromantic or like negative in any way, but I am saying, I don't think that we need to like over spiritualize and over analyze this, that as we're in dating relationships, as you're pursuing a relationship that's in, you know, a godly way in a, um, as you're pursuing a relationship in a way that's honoring to the Lord and a blessing to the one in whom you're dating, I think that it will be made clear to you. Like if this is the person that you truly desire to spend the rest of your life with and whether you choose to look at it as God ordained this specific person for me or not, like I don't, I don't think it really matters. I just don't think that we need to freak ourselves out over that as much as some people do, because let's just go down that rabbit trail for a minute. If God created one specific person for each and every one of us, okay, that means if I married the wrong person, I've not only messed that up for myself, I've messed that up for Jillian, and I've messed it up for whoever I was supposed to end up with and whoever Jillian was supposed to Like, that's just not logical, right? And, like, God wouldn't do that, so.
1: I almost kind of think, like, it's a blend of the two in a way. Like, I don't think it's, like, one specific person, if you don't marry them, you screwed up the rest of your life, like you were saying, but I also think that, like, There is somebody that, I mean, you kind of touched on this earlier, but like I do believe that like there is one person that God has laid out for you and he has planned for you and that's not going to like, it's weird because it's like, you know, I believe in the sovereign plan of the Lord. So I know nothing I can do is going to screw that up. So it's like, in a way I'm like, yeah, there's a one because God has specifically chosen someone for me, Lord willing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I also, so like it almost just takes off the pressure of having to find the one.
0: Yeah. I think. I think that you're right. I mean, because I believe in God's sovereignty. So like I, I believe that God knew that, excuse me, I believe that God knew that I would end up marrying Jillian. And I believe that God knew that our lives would intersect, that we would meet each other the way that we met each other, that we would begin dating the way that we began. I believe that God knew all of that. Um, I just don't, I don't know. Like, I think that we over romanticize and over spiritualize that concept sometimes. And that, creates too much pressure on ourselves to find that one person. I think that we need to alleviate some of the pressure of that while still resting in God's sovereignty of like, Hey, if he means for you to get married, you're going to get married. And he knows exactly who that's going to be. So we can like rest in that and like release that pressure on ourselves. If that makes sense. I think the question of, is there one person for you sometimes brings more anxiety than it does freedom. And it should bring more freedom to us because ultimately we're meant to trust in the sovereignty of God. And so it's like a, a both-and kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of
1: like... free. Sorry, Chandler, but I'm going to finish my sentence. <laughs> um, it's like freedom in knowing that, like, nothing you can do is going to screw up, like, who God has for you, who he's bringing you to, whether that is with someone or without someone. But also, on the same time, that doesn't excuse you to just sit back and, like, you know, let it take its course. Like, you're still supposed to kind of...
0: Ultimately, the conversation we're having here is divine sovereignty and human responsibility, which we could get into the weeds of you know Chandler I'm sure would love to have a conversation about the sovereignty (laughs) of God and free will of humankind so but I mean I think we
1: don't (laughs) dive into that one on this
2: I'll take it all day long guys
0: (laughs) so but it's it's one of those things that whenever we start talking about the sovereignty of God in this way it I think that it just needs to elicit wonder in us because we can't understand it to the degree that we want to understand it sometimes and you know what that's okay because like God's bigger than we are and praise God that that's true you know like if he's smarter and more wise and just far above our
2: and I think that the the whole concept of like you mentioned Adam the whole concept of God's sovereignty is not that we like as a Christian like should stress out about that and what it does is it leads us to a rest a rest in that sovereign God that he has a plan and there's nothing like you said Taylor that we can do to thwart that so yeah but um so
0: bringing that conversation full circle yeah If you're a person who's wondering, is there a person out there for me? If God has ordained marriage for you, then the answer is yes, and you can rest in his sovereignty in that without putting the undue, unnecessary pressure on yourself of, I've got to find this one specific person that God has ordained for me. It's not some, here's how I'll say, it's not some treasure hunt for a human being, like if... God has ordained marriage for you. He is going to put you in a place where you are going to connect with that person that you will eventually marry. So it's something that should be freeing to you, should free anxiety from you, not add more to it. Is that helpful? Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. So going back to like your, your sermon, you specifically pointed out like aspects of like how we should or what, whom we should pursue, um, being that they should be a person of character. What are some biblical, just off the top of your head, biblical characteristics of a, an individual that a Christian
0: should pursue? Great question. Um, and, I mean, I went into this a little bit. It uh, looks like y'all had the same question. Is that, is that what happened? There? Well,
1: it's just a very similar question to one that I told Chandler that I, I don't had remember, before we started. I don't remember her
0: telling me this one. Busted. It's amazing. Um, Man, just some some basics, right? Like, you want to be with a person who is pursuing Jesus in the same way that you are, you know? Like, I'm, and I don't mean like they've got to, I mean, I think inevitably in a relationship, there are going to be people like who are, you know, might be more mature in certain areas than you. Like, there are uh, aspects of Jillian's uh, spiritual. Um, maturity that like I want to aspire towards and like aspects of my spiritual maturity where I might be a little bit more mature than her probably not very many areas but um, you want to be with someone who is pursuing Jesus the same way that you are with the same passion that you are um, not someone so like if you're you know, if you are a sold-out follower of Jesus, you're trying to pursue Jesus with everything that you have, and you start dating a guy or a girl who just kind of like casually goes to church, you know, every now and then, like, I mean, that that might not be, not might not, that would not be a good person for you to like link up with and actually date, and so character-wise, you're looking for someone who is pursuing the Lord with the same um, passion that you are, and then I mean, you just look through Scripture. I mean, I listed off several of them uh, that night where we were together just talking about, you know, you ladies, you want to look for a man who is willing to love you the way that Christ loved the church. I mean, Ephesians 5 talks about that. You want a man who's willing to humbly serve those around him, like uh, following the example of his king, like we see in Philippians 2. Guys, you want a woman, like you see in Proverbs 31, who is industrious and hardworking, who's not passive, but she's active, who's, you know— um, Just really going after it, you know. You don't want someone who's you know lazy or lethargic. You want uh, there's just tons of things. I mean, there's my mind's just racing right now. I mean, I could keep listing off things, but I don't know if that's what you want. No, that's perfect. Um, I think
2: the key text that you already mentioned was Ephesians five, in that a like the wives submitting to their husbands, but husbands loving their wives as Christ loved the church. I think that that gives a picture of. Like how one another how the two in a relationship should help each other in marriage, and I know you're going to get to that in a few weeks. But just how the two should be complementary to one another, in the, like they the complete—not complete—but they help one another in areas where they struggle. Like you said, that like in Jillian, there's certain aspects that that y- that you want to like be like. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's ways. I'm speaking for Jillian here that there's ways in which you act that she would like to imitate. And so I think that it, it's ultimately I, I've heard um, Vic Doss at Watkinsville give an example before that the it's it's similar to the Trinity and that the the Holy Spirit of the Trinity is the helper of the Trinity. And in, in a way, in a relationship, it's very similar in that, um. Uh, like when when the Bible says that, that a woman is to be the helper of his uh, of her wife or her husband sorry then then she is the like completing that like what the man doesn't have and in the same way I think it's it's vice versa where the male is completing what the what the woman doesn't have and that and that's how it if fully comes around to a um a a shining light of what the gospel is and that's what marriage and that's what that, that's what like all of this is to is to point to is is christ's glory which i know um we can go off on a tangent there as well that like you know relationships aren't meant to complete one another we find our com- our completing like our completeness in christ but just that that there are certain aspects within a relationship where um an individual will help another individual in aspects that they really just don't
0: have Right. And we talked about this uh, that night, you know, whenever we were together talking about this idea that we're not looking for someone to complete us in the sense that we feel like, you know, we're a half person looking for another person to make us whole. Like that's not a biblical idea. Uh, We're looking for someone to complement us, right? That we find our completeness in a relationship with Jesus, in a relationship with God the Father, like through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. That is where your wholeness, that is where your completeness comes from then whenever it comes to human relationships, specifically dating and marriage, you're looking for someone to compliment you. And so, I mean, you, you list Ephesians 5. And Ephesians 5 is one of those passages of Scripture that, you know, is contentious sometimes mm-hmm. because it uses that word submit for women, and which is just really unfortunate because what's happened is that church culture and people in the past have used that to you know, demean women. And that's not at all what that's meant to be. Um, How could you demean that when the Holy Spirit is listed as a, as
2: one that submits to the father and the son? So, I think that's a real problem like in church history that we have like demeaned that and put it in that way when the, the, the Holy Spirit himself is one that submits to the father and the son. And how could you demean the Holy Spirit? Correct.
0: And what you see in the creation narrative before the fall of mankind before sin is that God creates woman as a helper for the man, but they're meant to be companions together. They're both created in the image of God for a specific purpose, and there are, which means that if the woman is created in the image of God and the man is created in the image of God, there are there are aspects of God's character and God's nature that are evident in women that are not evident in men and evident in men that are not evident in women. And so they're meant to complement each other really, really well, and they're meant to be helpers to one another as they live life together. It's not that women are inferior. Like I please, please, please hear me. If you've ever heard someone use that passage of scripture in Ephesians five to Advocate or insinuate that women are inferior to man they're they're wrong like it's, just, it's not biblical it's not correct, and we could we could we could talk for an hour about Ephesians five because I have a lot of thoughts, and um we don't have to go that route, but yeah, ultimately you're looking for someone who's going to compliment you who's going to come alongside you who's going to be you know a helper in your life whether i mean that's what you want like I hope to be that for jillian I hope Jillian is that for me, you know um what are you about to say, oh,
1: Taylor? I was just going to say, I just think that's really, I don't know. It's really cute in my opinion. It's honestly just, I don't know. It's like beautiful that like God created humans with the idea in mind that he, we are supposed to have a companion. I don't know. I just really like that. I'm very a relational person. And so maybe that's that aspect of me speaking about it. Enneagram six mm. at Sarah Lindsay, you know, she's, <laughs> anyways. Um, but I don't know. I just really love that. And you talked about it more on Wednesday, but just like that we were, Created to be in companionship with one another, and like that's what who you're dating should be is like your your companion, and I think that's
0: right. And implied in that is like you've got to find someone who, like that's going to take time for you to evaluate, right? Like as you enter into a dating relationship, and we talked about a little bit about this Wednesday too, like character, companionship, and connectionship, character compatibility, and connection. Sorry, that was completely (laughs) wrong. Character compatibility and connection all three take time to discern it takes time to see if those things are there anybody can fake charm for a minute you know like that that can you know it's a very fleeting thing but the character compatibility connection these things are things that will last but they're also things that take a little bit of time for us to figure out so um, that's why I think it's important for us to be looking for those things in someone to date because they're things that will last and won't be won't fade away
1: so this is kind of, like, just going off of what we just talked about. But, and maybe this is just me. We don't have to get dive into this one, like, super deeply. But, like, maybe this is just me misunderstanding the text or mishearing things that people have talked before. You know, the man is supposed to be the spiritual leader of, like, the household of the relationship. So, going back to what you are saying on, like y'all should like being headed in the same direction and like kind of being equals in your spiritual relationships. Where do you find the balance between like he's supposed to be the spiritual leader, but you should be equals like in your relationship.
2: This is can a I good. preface something real quick. Sure. Um, and you can kind of build off of this. I like for the aspects of dating, a male should never be leading the female because dating, like we've already mentioned is not, a biblical mandate so in in that way men should never be in the dating world leading a woman um, or being their her head or being like all the biblical examples of what a, a male should be in the household it should not be in dating because they are not married they do not have that covenant with Christ um, I'm sure you can build off of that more Adam but I just wanted to preface that
0: this is exactly where I was about to go okay um Yes so the these principles that you're talking about Taylor to your question are the instructions for you know godly households for uh, and their dynamics that are meant to re- exist in a marriage relationship between a man and a woman where the Christian world has done a disservice to I mean, it's gonna make me sound old set so where I was about to say to young people I'm young too but like where the Christian world has done a disservice to the idea of dating is to say that the same things are meant to exist in a dating relationship and that's just it's just not true because here's the deal in dating relationships like there's not the commitment level that there is in a marriage right and so um you're not meant to that and this is what I'll tell girls all the time whenever we have conversations because inevitably like if and I remember it happened last semester we were studying through Ephesians with our family groups and we got to that Ephesians 5 passage and we got to that idea of submit and I mean it I mean a lot of people have used that really, really poorly. Right. And I was, I told them like, listen, the only male that you're meant to submit to in this way is your husband. Like you're not meant to submit to every male. Like that's not, that's not what this is saying. You're meant to submit to your husband. Who's meant to love you like Christ loved the church, meaning he's willing to give his life up for you, which is a guy that you'd be willing to submit to, you know? And so it's, it's one person. And so That should not exist in a dating relationship. In a dating relationship, let's say Chandler is dating a girl. Chandler is not meant to lead that girl spiritually. That girl is meant to pursue Jesus on her own under the authority of the pastors of her church. You know, like like she's being taught, she's being led in that way is meant to do the exact same thing, independent of one another. Like, you have your own relationship with the Lord. You're meant to pursue the relationship with the Lord. And so, like, I think that this is really stinking significant. So, like, if you're in a dating relationship where you're trying to model that right now, I would tell you you're in really dangerous territory. Because if you start living like that, if you start, like, having, if you start connecting your life to another like that spiritually, it... I mean, it could be a good thing, like if you were about to get married, like if you're engaged, like I think that that's probably wise to start like thinking that way. But whenever you're just in a dating relationship, it's really, really dangerous because what can happen is you can connect yourself to a person spiritually and then obviously emotions follow, then, you know, physicality and things follow. And so you just set yourself up for a lot of temptation because the closer you go to somebody spiritually, of course, the closer you're going to grow to someone like in physical attraction as well. And, you know, we're going to talk about purity next week whenever we talk about uh, how we're meant to pursue dating relationships, and I feel like I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself there. But anyway, all that to say is I just think that that's it's really dangerous territory to think that like the man's supposed to or the guy's supposed to like lead the girl spiritually in a dating relationship. I don't think that that's biblical. I think that you're meant to have your own relationship with Jesus, and whenever marriage comes, it's a different story. So if you want to like talk about that we will talk about that in the marriage talk at the end of the semester
1: yeah that's good I just wanted to touch on it because I feel like I hear all the time like from girls around me and just in general of like well he's not the spiritual leader I need him to be and so I just felt like
0: which is I mean okay so that's that is an element of this that's good like you you do want to look for a guy who is a spiritual leader right? Like you want to see him, you want to see him leading in a spiritual sense. Like, and whenever I say leading, I mean like in his own life, right? Like that he is pursuing Jesus personally and he's leading others in his life to also pursue Jesus. Okay. That is a guy that you do want to look for, but he's not meant to lead you in a spiritual sense in a dating relationship. So like if you were, you know, Taylor, if you're looking for a guy to date and you're looking for, uh, you're looking at uh, this guy that you're interested in who is lead actively leading in his church, who's actively like investing in people who are younger than him, who's actively pursuing a relationship with Jesus. Like that's the kind of guy that you want to look for, right? Like, right. but he's not meant to lead you spiritually because you're meant to be doing the exact same thing. You're meant to be pursuing a relationship with Jesus. You're meant to be investing in the lives of others. Like that's what the guy that you end up with, you would want them to be looking for that in you as right.
1: well. And that kind of goes back to saying that like, if, Like, for guys, if you want a Proverbs 31 woman, you have to be the kind of guy that a Proverbs 31 woman wants, and vice versa.
2: It's It's the, like, I think the whole aspect of it is that, like, our attraction, like, should be built off of the spiritual things just as much as it is Like, like you you mentioned, this is not like one of your three points that it should not be built off of is cuteness or like. I think that it's biblical, and you even mentioned this that that we should have an attraction to who we're pursuing. But I think ultimately, also is that if they are pursuing the things of the Lord, that that like that is what should like lead us and stir our affections for that that individual.
0: Yeah, attraction, physical attraction is. Uh, quite often, a byproduct of the more important things. Yep. You know, uh, like I said on Wednesday night, like the more that I've gotten to know Jillian, the more attracted I am to her. Like that physical attraction often follows just that, you know, that character, that compatibility, that con- connection. Like that uh, physical attraction follows. You know, not that it wasn't evident before. I always thought Jillian was beautiful, but like the more I get to know her, the more beautiful she becomes to me. And I think that for all of you who are listening, as you Date someone seriously in a way that honors the Lord, you'll all experience that. Like, you will, you know, you may be physically attracted to the person from the get go, and that's great. And, but the more that you get to know them, if they are a person of character, if they are a person who's actively pursuing a relationship with the Lord, what you will find is that you are more attracted to them in the long run.
1: Which I think is just another thing that kind of like takes the pressure off of dating, like as Christians, because the whole world tells us, you know, you see with your eyes first. And so physical attractiveness should be something that you like. She immediately pique interest and maybe it will. But I think that's just really freeing in my opinion of like you don't have to put this pressure on yourself to look a certain way to per- be perceived a certain way. When in reality, it's just like the more time you spend with someone, the more attractive you become to them anyway. It's kind of like it's just like with your friends, like the more time you spend with them, the more you love them.
0: Right.
2: So. That's good. So um, my final question is back talking back to your uh your three points you like your last one was connection um like we have to have a connection with that individual um and you like you pointed out like song of solomon and like we can get into all that but but what are some ways that we've talked about the character of an individual what are some surefire signs or some like like notions as a college student that we can see someone and know that we have a biblical connection with that individual what are some, like, and and I know you don't have, like, passage of Scripture sitting right in front of you, but what are
0: some that, some ways that we can know that we have a biblical connection with an individual? That's good. I mean, and connection, I mean, I said this on Wednesday. Like, connection is the, the third on that list for a reason, you know, because, I mean, I think character matters more. I think compatibility matters more. But there needs to be connection. I, maybe I shouldn't say more because connection needs to be there. Because, like I said on Wednesday night, like, if you find – Chandler, if you find a woman of character, but you just are like bored every time y'all hang out, like that's that's not good, right? Like, I mean, that's the, we want more for you than that.
1: I really liked when you said like they should be the person that you're wanting to spend the majority of your time with because yes. you're you're going to be spending the most of your time with them. So if there's somebody else that you'd rather be spending your time with, then like, hello.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, and that's it. Like, you just you want a friend, like you yeah. want a companion, you want somebody that you enjoy hanging out with, right? So like. You look at my marriage with Jillian, okay? Those of you who know me and know Jillian, you should know that we're, we're very different people, right? Like, she she's an introverted person. She's much more of an introspective thinker than I am. I am very extroverted. I like to talk things out loud. I like to be with a lot of people all the time. Those are two very different things, okay? But the two of us get along really, really well. Like, she makes me laugh more than anybody else does. She is like something, oh, yeah, yeah, collectible. aww, yeah. Like, it's so like, tender. <laughs> she makes me laugh. Like, I, I like to spend time with her. Like, I, I enjoy riding in the car with her, listening to music. We have some common interests. You know, like, one of the things that Jillian and I uh, both love is we, we're both really passionate about coffee. We both love trying out, like, local restaurants. We like to travel. Like, we have these things in common that we like to talk about. She's, she's into sports. I'm into sports. Like, she's far more into cooking than I am, but I enjoy eating the good food that she cooks. You know, like, so this goes hand in hand, right? And so, like, I enjoy spending time with her. She enjoys spending time with me. She's my favorite person on planet earth. Okay. And so that's what you're looking for in connection. I'm so ready for next podcast. <laughs> you're like, like you're just like you, that's who you're looking for in a relationship. Like you want to be with someone who you really enjoy hanging out with, you know, like you just enjoy spending time with where the mundane things are, are still fun things are still things that you enjoy because here's the deal. The majority of marriage is doing a lot of mundane things, right? It's doing laundry, it's cleaning the house, Mm -hmm. it's doing yard work, you know, it's preparing dinner, washing dishes. Like this is a lot of our time, but I enjoy doing that with Jillian. Like I enjoy spending time with her in that way. And so like, that's what you're looking for. That's what I mean by connection. It's a relational connection, even more so than it is a physical connection.
1: Right. I was just going to say, I mean, if you know me, I'm pretty extroverted. Like, I mean, I will. drop. true. Yeah. I hang out with my friends pretty much every night of the week. But at the same time, like I get really burnt out on big groups really easily. And so there's like a few like max two people in my life that like even when I'm dead, tired, exhausted and I want to be by myself, like I can still hang out with them and just like chill. And I just feel like that's like what we look for is like those people that like. No matter how tired you are, you still like spending time with them. You still want to be around them because breaking news when you're married and you're tired, you can't escape the other <laughs> one. Like,
0: Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I would say. Like, you just need, you need somebody that you just enjoy spending time with. And that doesn't mean that, like, it's all sunshine and rainbows all the time. I mean, like, I get on Jillian's nerves sometimes. Shocker. I know. But it's true. You know, it actually happens. Whoa. So, um and Jillian never gets on my nerves. She's that's never Good happened. Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. Everyone everyone clapped. <laughs> it's never happened at all. But um but like more off like you just I don't know. I don't want to like beat a dead horse. I don't want to belabor this point too much, but like you you do want to look for someone who you just enjoy spending time with. And I think that you know, as you find a person, the character, as you find someone with whom you're compatible, like, and you find someone with whom you connect, like, it's, that's, those are the things that are going to make it more clear to your very first question, Taylor, of, is this the person that I'm meant to, like, really link my life to for the long haul?
1: Yeah, and I'm really glad you touched on that on Wednesday, because I just feel like we get to, we see a lot of times we see, like, the two ends of the spectrum of either, A, like, what the world says of, like, do they look like this? Like, do they fit this? like stereotype like all the stuff that the world says you all know or B we almost get the overly spiritualized overly religious of it shouldn't matter like if you if they're your best friend or if they're like 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 if you like spending time with them like that like it should just matter if they're a person of character and like yeah that's super super important but I just think it's important like that like the two should coincide
0: yeah because marriage is meant to be a blessing to us it's God's gift to us and God wouldn't give us a crappy gift
1: Right. True.
0: Like, I mean, that's just it. Like, and I'm not trying to say people are crappy. That might sound insensitive, but I'm just saying like, like God wants you to be with a person with whom you enjoy spending time with, you know, like that's not the end all be all. Like there will be times where you don't enjoy spending time with that person, but like you, I mean, connection does matter. It matters a whole lot. So don't neglect it. Do we have any more questions?
1: No, I think that's it. Tied it up in a bow. You, sp- awesome. you brought it, you tied that back to my first question. and I think that's the perfect way to come full circle and end it right there.
0: That's awesome. I mean, ultimately for those of you who are still listening, like my heart for you is I want you to know how to navigate relationships like this. Well, like I, I look at my life and I made a lot of mistakes in, in dating relationships prior to dating Jillian. And I want to help you as much as possible. Avoid that because dating will be a very real part of the majority of your stories. And, depending on how we handle it, it can either be a blessing or it can really cause a lot of pain. And so I want to help you as much as possible, learn how to navigate relationships like this in a way that does honor the Lord and is a blessing to those that are around you. That's my heartbeat for this entire thing. And so uh, I just really want to encourage you guys like, be pursuing these uh, relationships well, be pursuing um, people of character, people with whom you're compatible and people with whom you connect. So that's my heart for you.
1: I don't think we have any announcements other than that the next Prince College night is April seventh. Yep, April seventh, next Wednesday. But And
2: what are we gonna be discussing?
0: We're gonna be discussing how to date. So last time we talked about who. This time we're gonna be talking about how. I, I feel like know. that's a big topic. It is. And so we're mixing things up a little bit. It's gonna be a little different night than normal, and I'm not Ooh gonna oh. elaborate any more than that, other than you just have to say come to find out. you should be there to find out what it's gonna be like.
1: With that being said,
0: we, we love, love you. you.
1: We love being your Prince College podcast.
0: Goodbye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Prince College podcast. If you'd like more information about our ministry, you can check us out online at www.pabc.org backslash college, or you can follow us on social media at at prince.college. We'll see you next time.